The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus exclaimed, Come to me, all you who labor and are overburdened, and I will give you rest. Shoulder my yoke and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Yes, my yoke is easy, and my burden light. The Gospel of the Lord. The Savior offers a universal invitation. Come to me. And then he describes those in particular whom he wishes to come. All you who labor and are overburdened. And he promises us a reward or a consolation for our journey to him. I will give you rest. And so the first thing we ask is, what is this labor? What is this burden? Oh, not burden, but overburdened. We work our works, which are not the works of God. And consequently, we carry a burden that does not belong to God. We carry our own burden. The talent of lead that is spoke of by the prophet. Sin is a talent of lead. It is our work. And so the Lord tells us, because we are struggling, fighting, doing our own will, and, and reaping a harvest of it that we should come to him and what does he say that he gives us he's offering us a burden but it is not the kind of burden that is overbearing it is a light burden and from this we learn that necessarily we have to carry a burden the choice is Whose? Ours or his? But he goes even further than this because he explains what is required of us. Shoulder my yoke and learn from me. For I am meek and humble in heart. So we need to shoulder his yoke. But what is a yoke? A yoke is an instrument by which beasts of burden are joined together so that they might share the workload. And so he is saying that he has become like one of us, that is, a beast. But beasts are meant to carry burdens. And so he's offering us his own burden which he is carrying namely the cross 
And he's saying, take your cross on your shoulders, and your cross is my cross. Because there's only one cross for those who serve the Lord, and Christ himself has carried it. Shoulder my yoke and learn from me. What are we to learn? Submission to God. That's the first thing. Because Christ came to undo the sin of Adam, which is that of disobedience. And he, Christ, was obedient even unto death. And he shows us how indeed we ought to carry the cross. How we are to shoulder the yoke. Through gentleness or meekness and humility. Now, what is this gentleness? What is meekness? Meekness is part of the virtue of temperance. And temperance is essentially related to our governing our passions. So then, meekness relates to others. Moses is called a man exceedingly meek. Why? Because if one is meek, if one is gentle, one is not easily provoked to anger. And in particular, one is able to bear with the idiosyncrasies, with the character faults, with the temperamental um, uh, faults of other people. You're not provoked by them, whether because of, what, of the way they behave or the things that they do, or even their own particular um, character idiosyncrasies. We remain tranquil in the midst of very difficult people. And our Lord, of course, did exactly that. No matter who came, who came to him, he was always ready to receive them, except those whom he clearly called hypocrites, because they were continually rejecting him while pretending the converse. So this is essentially what he tells us, that we are to be as tolerant of others as he himself is tolerant of us. So in other words, we come with our faults, but he does not condemn us for our faults unless we approach him hypocritically. And humility. Humility relates to God. So meekness relates to our neighbor, humility to God. And what is humility but the recognition of where God has placed us? God has made some to be, gov to be governors and others to be governed. God has made some to be leaders and others to follow. God has granted gifts to others to teach and to others to learn. And we can go through the whole spectrum of human activity and recognize that God and God alone has given us our gifts and our talents and placed us where he wants us. Now, to recognize this is the heart, the essence of humility. When, however, we begin to desire to be other than where God has placed us, to be higher, or indeed to be lower, already humility is undone and pride has entered. 
So we have the example of St. Jude who tells us that the angels left their proper place and so were plunged into hell. Equally, St. Peter makes a comment about Judas. He went to his proper place. Humility does not mean that we think of ourselves as being of no value or that we're worthless. That is just inverted pride. No, humility recognizes ourselves in the place God has placed us and that we, have a we are part of a plan that God has and that we are to cooperate with God in that plan. This is true humility. And the Lord tells us that he, he is the example from whom we ought to learn. Learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. He who is God, and this is what we need to remember, became man. And he, was, and he obeyed his Father in all things. And so he was wherever the Father desired him, doing the Father's work. He who is naturally the king became a servant. And he tells us that if we can master these two virtues, namely meekness and humility, we will find rest for our souls. That is, we will not be disturbed by desires which cannot be fulfilled whilst bringing happiness in this life. No, we need to place all our trust in him, trying to find, trying to discover, trying to fulfill his will for us. And consequently he says, yes, my yoke is easy and my burden light. Why? Because his yoke the cross is essentially something carried out of love. His burden is light because whilst it may grate against us, whilst indeed for the unbeliever it is heavy, for those who love it is exceedingly light. And we have no better example than on Calvary where crucified with the Lord were two thieves. Both were suffering grievously for the crimes they had committed. Both blasphemed. One, however, looked at the Lord and saw the meekness, the gentleness in him. For the Lord spoke no word against those who crucified him, but on the contrary, prayed for them. Father, forgive. And looking at the Saviour, this thief, whom we call Saint Dismas, rebuked his fellow criminal. We are only paying for our sins. He passed judgment. This man is innocent. And then he asked only to be remembered. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And so his suffering, which up to that point had been a heavy burden, it had resulted in blasphemy, suddenly becomes very light that his sins are forgiven 
and the great love that he had for the one who suffered for the salvation of the world becomes a simple request. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Let us ask then that Lord grant us these virtues of meekness and of humility and finally a place in his kingdom. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.